Time now for The Real Estate Connection with Stephen Thayard, a realtor and certified probate and real estate specialist. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a seasoned investor looking to downsize, move up, or refinance, this program is for you. Probate sales to landscape design to home repairs and maintenance. This is your weekly look into all things real estate. Now your host for the Real Estate Connection, Stephen Thayard. Hey everybody, welcome to the Real Estate Connection. Push the wrong button. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, thank you for joining me today. Stephen Thayard, your podcast real estate broker produced the Real Estate Connection, produced by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership. If you have any real estate needs, whether it's buying, selling, uh, looking into an investment property or probate, or maybe you have a family home you inherited, inherited and you're looking to decide, see whether or not it'd be best to keep it or sell it, uh, give Stephen Thayard um, with Good Patriot Realty a phone call at 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817 at Good Patriot Realty, California DRE number 017-00019. Hey, thank you for joining me today on another episode of The Real Estate Connection. You know, real estate is an emotional uh, emotional business. Um, whether you're a renter, a homeowner, a first-time home buyer, um, or uh, looking to downsize, upsize, no matter what it is, when it comes to residential real estate, it's super duper emotional. So today's topic of the show is real estate is emotional. Let's talk about it. And the reason that this topic came up was because there was an emotional, strong emotional moment um, this last week uh, during uh, showing property with a buyer that I'm working with right now uh, that really hit hard and was unexpected. And trust me, after 15 years of being in the business, you think you've seen everything? Well, you haven't. Um, and that's the humiliate, uh, the, the, not the humiliating, but the humble part about being someone who serves people in the residential real estate process is that you're always being humbled by learning something new or facing, facing a new scenario or new situation. So, if you're new to the show and you're new to the podcast, that is, and you want to not miss another episode, send me an email right now at info at realestateconnectionradio.com. That's info at realestateconnectionradio.com with your name and your email address. And I would be happy to add you to my podcast distribution list. That way you'll just get an email every week uh, if you don't catch it live as to uh, what the show is all about. And you can just listen at your convenience. Hey, and if you're watching me on uh, Facebook, hit that thumbs up button, like, and share, share the, the episode out right now. And if you're on a uh, YouTube, smash that thumbs up button, that like button and subscribe. It really does help uh, the numbers and getting the information out to those people who are interested uh, in the topics that are being discussed on the real estate connection. So without any further ado, we're going to get this 
party started. Anyway, uh, that was kind of weak. Let's do this one. Let's get this party started. <laughs> That's better. Okay, so the topic of today's show is real estate is emotional. Let's talk about it. All right, so you may be thinking it's only emotional for people who are looking to buy or looking to sell. However, real estate is an emotional process even for people who are renting. You know, when you're going out into the world and you've made a decision, whether it's to move out of your home for the first time, if you're a young person uh, in your uh, early 20s and you're looking to get into your first apartment, um, that correlates to something usually pretty big that's occurred in your life that you have an emotional connection to. You might have just graduated from college or you may have just landed your dream job and you want to live close to where that job is located. And so you're looking for a place to call home. And whether... Well, actually, uh, we all need a roof over our heads, whether we're renting or buying. Okay. So the old adage is, is you're going to pay mortgage. It's just whether it's going to be your own or someone else's, no matter what happens, you're going to pay. You have to have a roof over your head. And if you're looking to rent something for the first time and it's connected to your first time uh, career or graduating from college and you're moving on, it's very emotional. You're looking at, you know, first time being out on your own. What's it going to cost uh, for the rental amount? But also what's going to be the down payment uh, for first and last? Uh, what are the rental terms? Have you ever signed a rental contract before? You know, moving is one of the top 10 emotional stressors on anyone, no matter where you're at in your life. Again, whether you're renting or you're buying a house for the first time, you're also looking at location, neighborhood, amenities. Are you looking for a place that has security or a complex that's going to provide workout equipment? Um, are you looking for an updated apartment or condo to rent uh, with stainless steel appliances, granite countertops, vaulted ceilings? Do you need two bedrooms? One? There's a lot to be said about renting something for the very first time and there needs to be an emotional connection to the place that you're renting in order for you to feel like you're going to pay $3,500 a month, maybe even $4,000 a month if you're in the Bay Area for a place to rent. So renting is just as emotional as buying or selling. So if you're buying for the first time, it's emotional as well. You need to feel an emotional connection to the property that you're going to be dropping over a half a million dollars into minimum if you're in the Bay Area, right? And if you're talking about a half a million dollars, we're thinking one bedroom, one bath condo. Um, when you get into the $750,000 range, uh, that's three quarters of a million dollars, which is a lot of money uh, to be spending on a place to live. It's super emotional. There needs to be this emotional connection and feel like you're plugged into the property that you're going to be making an offer on. And then the same thing goes for selling. When you're selling a property, you've been living in it for a long time. You've created lots of memories. Uh, you've had good times, bad times. There have been celebrations and sadness. You've maybe put some sweat equity or hard work into the property, either through maintenance or changing it. Maybe you've installed a brand new outdoor kitchen, uh, put in uh, drought-resisted plants. You've painted the exterior of your house, put on a roof, maybe even solar if you're in California. All of those 
uh, things take time and money to accomplish. And so there's a part of yourself that's in the home that you're selling and it can be a very emotional process to let go even though you're moving on to something better. So the point is, no matter what you're doing in real estate, it's emotional. And with emotions come up emotions and down emotions. There's going to be times of joy and times of sadness, times of hurt, times of pain. And how do you navigate that when you're dealing with either buying something, selling something, renting something? How do you deal with the emotions? And this is an important process or important idea or concept to get your arms wrapped around in order to successfully navigate getting into a property or moving on from a property. So this show is for all of you. So let's talk about it. Um, the first thing that you need to do is try to approach any residential real estate transaction, whether you're renting, selling, or buying as a business transaction. Now I know it sounds difficult, but the people that I work with out there who can separate themselves emotionally from the process and turn it into a business transaction are usually the most successful. Now that's not saying that there aren't still emotions involved when they do it. It's just a little bit easier to swallow the pills that come along with the process than it is if you're completely tied into it 100% emotionally. One of the pieces of advice that I give everybody that I'm working with, whether you're buying, selling, or renting, is that you're not allowed to play the what-if game. Now, you may be asking yourself, Stephen, what do you mean by not about to play the what-if game? The what-if game goes like this. What if the deposit check doesn't clear from the buyer? What if I can't sell my property in time in order to find another one? What if I don't find a place to rent before I start my new job? What if um, nobody makes an offer on my house? The what if game leads you into a spiral. And it's a downward spiral that pulls you under the water and turns you around and twists you like you've been caught in a riptide or a circuit of waves. For all my surfers out there or people who spend time in the ocean, you know what I'm talking about. You get into a wave, you duck dive, and another one and another one and another one comes and you're in a washing machine and you can't seem to get out. That's what happens when you play the what if game in real estate. My advice, my first piece of advice is you set goals and you walk through the process one step at a time. You do not ask yourself what if, you just move to accomplish that next piece of the project step. And then if something comes up, you deal with it, period. There's no what ifs because it's a waste of time and energy. Oftentimes, even if you think in your mind that everything is going to go wrong and you wake up one day and you say, okay, I'm going to embrace that. I want everything to go wrong today. And these are all the things that I expect to go wrong. If you actually push for that to happen, you will find that nine times out of 10, you can't even get one or two of your list of 20 to happen. And that is what we call worry. It is a waste of time 
and it makes you unhappy and it ruins your day and you can't enjoy the present. So first piece of advice for anybody dealing with a real estate transaction is you are not allowed to play the what if game. Now, for my sellers that are out there selling real estate, my second piece of advice is put yourself in the minds of a buyer when you're setting up your house for sale. So walk around your house and say, if I'm a buyer, now you have to do this honestly, not pretend, but honestly, walk around the exterior of your home, walk around the interior of your home, and if you're a buyer, pick your house apart. Start looking for stuff. Uh, chipped paint in the corners, uh, uh, curled up linoleum on the kitchen floor, stains on the cabinet, maybe even stains in your uh, on your paint where you've uh, opened and closed a sliding door a lot and you've just gotten used to it and you don't notice that there's now this black mark around the edge of the doorknob or the handle. Um, is, is there clutter in your house? Are you are you a clutter bug? Have you been collecting a lot of stuff? Does the house feel dark? Does it feel cramped and not a lot of space? If you put yourself in the mindset of a buyer who's looking for light, lots of open space, fresh, clean, ready to move into without doing any repairs, and you start to notice things, you've started down a healthy road of being able to get your home ready for sale. This will create the good emotion in real estate, and that's for a buyer to walk into your property and feel a strong, positive connection to the home and want to commit, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> to writing an offer for your house. Here's the other piece of advice for you as a seller if you're concerned about whether or not a buyer is committed to purchasing your home. There is a strong emotional barrier that a buyer has to overcome in order to, one, the first thing, the most important thing, to put an offer in writing, okay? It is a big big deal for somebody to write in a contract, I will pay $899,000 for this property. I will put into escrow or into an account um, $30,000 as a deposit. I am going to get a loan for $700,000 and mortgage myself for the next 30 years and put that all in writing and deliver it to you. If they've done that, they've already emotionally moved into the property and the emotional connection is already there and is really solid. So from a negotiating perspective on the seller side, you are already in a strong position once you receive an offer in writing. So that should alleviate some of your worries or concerns as to whether or not a buyer is actually seriously serious about following through with purchasing your home. Now, let's switch gears and go into the emotional side of if you're a buyer, put yourself into the shoes of a seller. If the house is in really good condition, it has fresh paint, um, there's fresh bark on the exterior of the home, it's been staged, um, all the upgrades are in the house that you're looking for, um, and it's turnkey and ready to move into. 
think about what the seller had to do in order to get the house in that type of a condition. Normally, it takes a seller 30 to 60 days before the house is even put on the market of sweat equity. They've moved out all of their stuff to make the house look as open as possible. They've hired movers, storage containers. They've packed up all their stuff in boxes. Um, they've put it all away. They've hired a house cleaner. They've had it, hired a painter. They've hired a real estate professional to come through the house and give them advice on how to set it up. They've been working really hard for two months. They are done. They are absolutely done with selling their house even before you walk in the front door. So remember that when you're writing an offer. In California, because the market is so tight, if a, if a seller has done all of that work, they're not looking to engage in multiple negotiations with multiple people if there are three or four offers on the table. They're not going to counter back everyone. They're going to take the offer that rises to the top on terms, on price and down payment percentage, and they're gonna run with it because they're finished. They were done before they even put the house on the market. So if you put yourself in the seller's shoes, that should tell you what type of offer you need to write if you really want to get the house. Now, if you're thinking, I'm going to kind of hold back a little bit and I expect them to send me a counter offer, you're playing with fire because you have decided to write an offer, which means you have already established a strong emotional connection with the house and you have already mentally moved into the property. So you want it, but there's a little doubt in the background saying, mm, I'm not really sure. That comes through on your offer if you're not 100% all in and a seller can sense it because there's going to be another offer where the buyer is 100% all in and it's going to show and they're going to run with that one. And then when your offer doesn't get accepted and there's no counter offer, you're going to feel hurt and a little bit of pain. That may be a good thing for you because it will tell you that you really need to be all in on purchasing a house versus kind of having, you know, 90% in. Um, and then you'll do that the next time. And it'll probably be the house that you really should have had because if you're not 100% in, then you're really not in love with the property. And sellers can sense it. And I can sense it too as a listing agent who works um, with a lot of sellers and I see a lot of offers that come across my uh, computer screen. I can tell which, I can tell which, um, I can tell which, uh, buyers are 100% all in and which ones are not just by how the offer is structured. And then my sellers can also tell and then they just choose it. And there's Jason Posse. He's uh, chiming in and I'm going to add his. There he is. Jason says, yep, absolutely correct. Thanks for chiming in, Jason. I appreciate it. So that's the truth. So those are the emotional perspectives you need to be in uh, when you're buying or selling. If you're selling, Put yourself in the shoes of a buyer, and if you're, uh, uh, sorry, if you're selling, put yourself in the shoes of a buyer. If you're buying, put yourself in the shoes of a seller. Also, 
um, for sellers, um, if you put your shoes in, put yourself in the shoes of a buyer, you do not want to have any holes in your wall. So I, I, I liken your real estate or your house to a castle and the castle has walls for protection. If there are any holes in the castle wall, then your castle is going to get infiltrated by the enemy and the enemy is the buyer. So when you're setting your house up for sale, you absolutely cannot, you absolutely cannot give a buyer any reason to pick apart your house. Okay. You cannot give a buyer a reason to pick apart your house, especially easy things like clean cleanliness. The house has to be clean. You can hire a house cleaner, clean the windows, clean the floors, clean everything, make it spotless. Even if you don't have the upgrades, clean your house, make it spotless so that the buyer can't pick it apart. If there are major repairs that need to be done, get them done. If you can't afford to get them done, <clears throat> then you have to pay, play the pricing game, which means drop the price so low that it, it drives so many buyers to the property that they start fighting for it and it drives the price up. Otherwise, if you price it at market value and there are major repairs that need to be done, buyers are going to come in and pick your house apart and they're going to drive the price down and they're going to have a reason to do it. So do not have any holes in the walls of your castle. Along with that, get your house inspected before you put the house on the market. You need to know what the issues are before the buyers do. It gives you an opportunity to either address them or adjust the price. And then when the buyer submits an offer, they've already seen the issues and they've factored that into the, the listing price or the, the purchase price in the contract. You do not want to have to put yourself in a spot of renegotiating the value of the sale of your house after the offer has already been accepted by not having inspections already done, letting the buyer come in, inspect the property, getting a, a long list of reasons to beat you up on price, and then losing money. Okay, that's what I call a giant hole in the side of your castle wall. Okay, that is important. Also, buyers and sellers. Play nice when it comes to showing your homes and going out and seeing a house. If you are a seller that values security and you have security cameras in your house, that's fine. I understand that. If you have security inside your home with cameras, um, you might have valuables. You might be a jeweler. You might have a really expensive gun collection. It could be various reasons why you have cameras in your house. But if you have sound in your house and you're listening to people walking through, talking about your house, you are just asking for heartache because when somebody is getting ready to spend nearly a million dollars for a property, they are going to talk about your house candidly, very candidly. And you need to give people the privacy to do that and not get your feelings hurt. Because you are absolutely emotionally attached to your property. That's a fact. So I always tell my sellers, when somebody's coming in to look at the house, leave. Leave the house. Give them the privacy to look. You can have cameras on on the inside, but do not have sound. You're just going to give yourself problems and heartache. Buyers, when you go into a property, look, talk, look, and talk. But do not rifle through drawers. 
Do not go searching into uh, into closets. Don't bring overalls and crawl underneath the house. Show some decorum and some respect for the people who own the property. It doesn't belong to you yet. You have the right to do a serious investigation, but there are some lines that you do not want to cross. You need to respect the homeowner. Okay, that's my that's my two-minute soapbox. So, emotions are, are very much at play in the real estate game. You need to understand your own set of emotions and what causes you issues. If you have weaknesses in certain areas, don't expose yourself to those. Uh, play on your strengths, lean on your real estate professional. Also sellers do not, I repeat, do not talk to buyers. I know you want to give information and you want to be really helpful, but I've seen sellers absolutely torpedo their own real estate deals by talking to buyers directly. Use your agent representative to communicate on your behalf. We know where the pitfalls are and where not to go and where to go. We are a guide. We are just like the Sherpas that take you to the top of Mount Everest. There are crevasses that you can fall into and places that are dangerous. And we keep you away from those positions. Stay behind us and follow our lead. We'll protect you. The same with buyers. We know what's important. And we know what's going to cause problems on home inspections. And we know what isn't a great big deal. Don't get caught up in the small things and lose the opportunity to solidify the American dream. All right. With that, that's it. That's the episode. Thank you for joining me um, on the Real Estate Connection produced by Good Patriot Realty. A salute to home ownership by Stephen Thayard, real estate broker, Cal DRE number 01700019. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, if you know of anybody who could use this information or would like some guidance on either how to sell a home or buy a home, tell them to give me a call 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. And I'm going to leave you with this. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Joshua 1.9. Get out there, move, buy housing, find a place to live. If you need help, call 408-472-0817. Stephen Thayard, the host of The Real Estate Connection, produced by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership. And with that... We'll see you next week. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless the United States of America. And thank you for joining me on The Real Estate Connection. Where's my outro? Here we go. This has been The Real Estate Connection with realtor and certified probate and real estate specialist, Stephen Thayard. Licensed Cal DRE number 01700019. For more information on this program, visit realestateconnectionradio.com. To contact Stephen directly, call 408-472-0817 or email info at realestateconnectionradio.com. And be sure to tune in next week at this time for The Real Estate Connection.